Welcome to Software Security Chat Chat, episode 47 for February 7th, 2011. I'm Chester Wisniewski. I'm here with Michael Argast. Hi, Chet. Welcome back. And uh, we've got a, quite a few topics to cover today, so I'm going to try to motor right on through stuff here. Uh, tomorrow is Patch Tuesday, so officially we don't have uh, exact details on which patches are available, but I have a, a few highlights. Um, we do know that Microsoft will be fixing 12 vulnerabilities in Windows, Office, and other products. Um, these include some what I consider quite critical ones. There's three critical but the two that are most interesting to the public are the C, uh, recursive CSS vulnerability in Internet Explorer, which has been, you know, had proof of concept out there uh, in the wild. And they are fixing that one. That was a zero day last month, as well as the thumbnail rendering vulnerability um, that also we saw an attempted proof of concept this weekend on the Contagio blog. Um, although that one's not been exploited in the wild, clearly people are trying, which is a bad sign. So both of those are quite high priority to get them out. Unfortunately, the mm. recently disclosed MHTML vulnerability is not going to be fixed in this uh, Tuesday. Not surprising, really. It's only been about a week that it's been being discussed. It's hard to turn around things that quickly. And there is mitigation. So as we mentioned last week, you should take that mitigation and disable uh, MHTML other than in the uh, local internet zone or the, you follow the Microsoft Fix-It advice. There's GPOs and things you can deploy to to solve that problem if you're an uh, Internet Explorer user. It's not exclusive to Internet Explorer, so don't c get confused. It's anything that uses Microsoft's rendering engine, but the primary candidate for exploitation would likely be Internet Explorer. So uh, also, this is the first kind of joint Adobe release, I believe, through MAP as well. So the MAP is the Microsoft's active protection program or partner program. And companies like Sophos participate to get advanced notification of how vulnerabilities work and to share information amongst one another to help provide advanced protection for customers that before the patches are available. Uh, Adobe will be releasing a batch of updates primarily for Windows and OS X tomorrow, coinciding with Microsoft's Patch Tuesday. Um, Linux and Unix systems will receive the similar patches on February 28th. Uh, but Windows and Mac are the high priority, and we'll get them tomorrow. Yep. Uh, so it's a big patch week. Block out some time in your schedule. Yeah. HB yep. um, Gary, a uh, well-respected security firm, was uh, attacked by Anonymous, I guess technically the day before the Super Bowl, but they announced and released an embarrassed HB Gary Beginning in the middle, sixty thousand emails start, up on a torrent. Beginning the middle so, of the start of yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they supposedly erased their backups. They dumped all their MySQL databases and posted those as well. Um, they got all the passwords from users of Rootkit.com, which is kind of a subsidiary of the company run by Gary Hoagland. Uh, it obviously was a vengeance attack for trying to embarrass them because they've been investigating Anonymous for apparently on behalf of the FBI of an escalation of their methods though i mean you know you going from simple ddos attacks with a something like loic to a targeted uh hacking attack not particularly complex but still definitely a change in, in methods and motives yeah to a degree i mean you know anonymous is is many people and it's none and all this kind of thing but you know the reality is there are people that uh, agree with the ideals that anonymous present represents that are skilled attackers and there are people that just don't know what to do and hey if you give me a gun i'll shoot it you know and i think that's kind of what the loic tool stuff was and in this case um it wasn't doesn't look like it was brilliantly clever hacking per se but it was well executed they they combined some weaknesses with social engineering and other 
um, poor security practices on behalf of individuals that it looks like that worked within the company. Maybe they weren't company practices, but they were there was some it, bad password management and stuff like that. Yeah, that things that I think any company in the world, regardless of their security posture, probably has happening. You can't dictate how people run their personal lives and their own LinkedIn profiles and how they choose their Twitter password. And we can give people advice on how they should do that. Um, but even most of us in the industry don't practice what we preach. And I have a quick anecdote on that in that I was recently working uh, with some other security researchers and they asked me to log into uh, the statistics for our blog and they wanted to see how many hits we get when we get slash dotted on our stories sometimes. And so I went to log in and of course I don't know my password to our blog. I have a password management tool I use with an encrypted vault of passwords with two factor authentication because I actually do practice what I preach when it comes to password security. And I, uh, I'm like, oh, I have to go get my token so I can log into my password vault so I can see. And they're like, well, you, you know, you blog three times a day sometimes. And how could you not know your password? And it's like, well, it's really long and it's really secure. <laughs> and I can only remember so many of these darn things. So, yep. I, you know, I, I do keep an encrypted two-factor vault and, and then have a, a, a reasonably difficult strength password for that vault that is the one thing that I managed to drill into my my brain to, yeah. to, to, to have to remember. So anyhow, I, you know, it's not surprising this kind of thing could happen, but it was disappointing to see a, a, a company with the degree of respect that HP Gary generally holds within the industry um, succumb to a, what looks like some social engineering and some stupid mistakes, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Pwn to own. Now, most companies, uh, as the summary I read before we came into the podcast, don't said, want attention. Exactly. Like when 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 you say that we're going to put your device in the Pwn to own contest, I'm sure Apple just absolutely loves the fact that they're both the prize and the target um, every year at yep. Pwn to own here in Vancouver. Unfortunately, I'm was disappointed to find out that I'm actually on vacation during Cansac West this year. So even though it's in Vancouver and it's a security conference, I'm not going to be able to go. Um, but Google is actually stepping up to the plate and saying, we want attention. Yeah, shockingly, right? So in addition to the $15,000 prize at Pwn to Own, Google's put up another $20,000 on top of that if somebody can pop Chrome first. Yeah. So either they're really confident that Chrome won't be popped or they actually want some security attention um, that will help them uncover the vulnerabilities in their browsers and get them secured, right? It's hard to know which is their motivation, but uh, either way, I, I think bully on them. I think it's a good, good, good step. Yeah, and I think to reinforce that, you can look at it from two other perspectives. $20,000 to Google is not much money, one. Two, how much does it cost to hire a security researcher who may not be able to even find that, that vulnerability? That uh, It's a good return know. on investment, right? Oh, it's awesome. And then three, what is the cost of being owned, as the Pwn to Own contest say, says? Let's ask HB Gary if this incident cost them $20,000 or not, right? So preventative... St- Preventative approaches are always, you know, an ounce of prevention, a pound of cure kind of thing, right? And if you hire somebody for $50,000, $100,000 to do pen testing or a security audit, and you hire somebody that's a good professional and knows what they're doing, what they're finding will prevent the types of incidents of things that happened often to, to companies like HB Gary. And I hate to keep picking on them, but, you know, they're the story this week, unfortunately, for them. And, you know, it's hard to justify these budgets when you're going to your management and you're like, I really need $10,000 before we can post this new website because I need somebody to test it. I need somebody from the outside to test our vendor who's providing the services to make sure that they're living up to their parts of the contract that we negotiated on how our site's going to be secured. That, that investment up front 
pays off in spades and there's no way to prove it unfortunately it's hard you never know if you would have been the, the victim so it's impossible to know but i think google's demonstrating by this action that they know it yep no, it's a good good step on their part Nasdaq got um, attacked as well, and uh, they they had a rather large compromise. Yeah, I don't think it's surprising that Nasdaq and the other financial organizations are under attack. Um, the fact is that they came out publicly and said that they had been compromised. Um, they said, you know, it didn't involve, you know, trades and stuff like that. They they claim that the financial system is still secure, but um, you know, there's there's still some serious concerns about what's happened here. If trades were involved, do you think they would have said so? No, I think that would cause a lot of concern in the market. So I think it would be safe to say we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> um, they, they apparently did withhold or, or hold back for some period of time while investigations were occurring from disclosing. And some people have criticized that. Other people, you know, um, say they shouldn't have ever said anything about it. Uh, so, you know, that that's, I guess the, the issue is that when these situations occur, we're not learning from them when we don't discover kind of to some degree what happened. at a high level what happened. And I, I really wish there were a way to encourage these organizations in their moment of embarrassment when they're having to have the, the PR team on high alert out there in the press with the camera bulbs flashing. Give us the details. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't have to tell us the specifics, but I mean, the, the, in the case, the H.B. Gary case, it looks like we're going to learn a lot of the details of how this went down. And that's excellent news for everybody to be able to step back and go, hmm. How does that apply would, to me? Would this have happened to my company? And if it would, what can I do to prevent it? And most of the time, instead, it's us going, eh, 300,000 records lost. Well, what happened? Hackers broke into our server. And how did well, they what do does that? that mean? You know, like, you know, did you just leave it wide open without a firewall and your MySQL database password was database? Or, you know, what happened here, right? Because uh, I think we really need to learn from these incidents. Uh, last story, RBS WorldPay, which has been a, a topic that I've t- covered a lot in my Anatomy of Attack series. On again, off again, yep. It's uh... Uh, well, the, the hacker number three, as I referred to him in my presentations, um, does have a name. Yeah, his, his name is Yevgeny. Yevgeny. And uh, he was arrested about six months ago by the Russian authorities. He's been under house arrest. He's and... now pled guilty? Yeah, apparently. Uh, $10 million, he pl- uh, claims, was his take on it. Yeah. Which is quite a lot of money, and it's going to be interesting to see. You know, the Russians have got a notoriously poor record for serious sentencing around this kind of attack. And so the FBI is threatening people with 10 years in jail for participating in DDoS. It'll be interesting to see what the Russians give this guy for uh, masterminding or being part of the, the plot behind stealing $10 million. Yeah, I think we, we probably all will rest better at night if we focus on the fact that they arrested him and are going to punish him as opposed to what the sentence might be. Because mm. I, I think in the, it's, a, it's a step forward at all yep. to get international cooperation to actually detain these guys and make it clear that you know the FBI can work with the Ukrainians, the Estonians, the Russians, and that we're not going to tolerate this international stuff just and sweep it all under the carpet and go, well, it's a bunch of foreign criminals, you know, let's lock ourselves down and throw the internet kill switch. <laughs> <laughs> Which we don't really have time to talk about this week, but um you know, there is a lot of a lot of American society can be a bit xenophobic and it's always blaming the Russians and the Chinese and and although they may be at fault sometimes, I think this is a good example of you know cooperation even if the sentence is probably going to be less than what most of us would like to see for such a serious financial crime yep i was going to wrap up but i have one last comment um rsa is next week in in san francisco california please come visit us we're going to be in the south exhibition hall right inside the front doors and you walk in and you look up you should see myself and paul ducklin and the rest of the office crew 
uh, with, the, with our bright, brand new branding and logo and booth. So please come by and say hi if you'd like to have a chat. We'll, we'll be more than happy to chat. We're going to be doing live malware demonstrations uh, and things at the booth uh, throughout the day, about every 15 or 20 minutes. So we'd love to see you there. And we also have three main conference sessions, and our speakers, James Line and Arabella Hallowell, will be speaking at the main conference. So if you're a full conference attendee, um, please stop by our sessions. And on that note, that wraps up Software Security Chat Chat 47. As always, you can get our podcast at podcasts.sophos.com or on iTunes. And for the latest news, go to nakedsecurity.sophos.com. Until next time, stay secure.